Welcome to For Real Conversations, a podcast discussing the heartwarming and sometimes challenging world of life with our pets. I'm Lauren, a clinical animal behaviourist, and I'm going to embark on a journey to have honest conversations, discuss realities and share stories of the joy, love, occasional chaos, and let's be honest, sometimes stress and anxiety that our fairy friends bring into our lives. When it comes to our pets, the conversations here are for real. So if you're listening to this episode on release, then first of all, I hope you had a lovely Christmas and Happy New Year. So I thought it would be a great time to address the topic of setting goals and getting motivated to get stuck into pet training or addressing pet behavior problems. Obviously, with New Year coming around, it's a really popular time for people to set New Year's resolutions. Personally, myself, I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions because I tend to find if I'm ready to go about something and actually want to make change, then I'll just get stuck in with it whenever. Um, But I know for some the kind of marking the new year is a really useful time to actually reflect and think about what you want to change and do differently or how you want to live differently the in the upcoming year and I think that's absolutely no different with pet training and behavior I think many people pick the new year to think right we're really going to get on top of our our dogs pulling on the lead or or our cats destruction of the sofas and household furniture and or whatever it might be it's it's kind of that time where you just it kind of I guess offers a nice fresh slate where you can move forward and really focus on on your goals so I'm going to talk a little bit about my thoughts on actually being able to stick to resolutions because I'm sure I'm not alone in having made a resolution in the new year before and not sticking to it I've made many in the past for all sorts of different things and there's far more that I've not managed to succeed in than I actually have and I think that's really really common and I think it's normal because for me personally to actually achieve making change and moving forwards with a resolution or a goal it's really important that I'm actually motivated and really really want to make the change and that I really feel like is worth putting in the effort because it's really going to benefit me. And to be honest, that's something I see a lot in my line of work, working in pet training and behavior, helping support people with their pets, is that if people are really, really motivated and ready to see that change, whether it's training or behavior with their pets, then they are so much more likely to actually progress and see the change they want just purely because when you're motivated for something you're so much more likely to actually put in the time and effort that's often needed so I think it's really really tricky in the kind of world we live in today because everything's at our fingertips we can just you know go on Amazon and order something in a heartbeat and we're so used to just things being being able to be completed and done instantly with with technology and and we we see things on social media and you know everything always seems very perfect and we see all videos of dogs walking beautifully and perfectly trained animals and friendly cats that just want nothing but to cuddle up on someone's lap for a fuss but the reality is that often there's 
that's not always the case that those things are as perfect as they seem. And sometimes it's the case that so much work has gone in previously to get to that point. And I think it's really, really important to remember that we tend to see that perfection all the time and that those quick fixes, because that's just what people want to put out there. I mean, none of us are going to post the kind of really tricky parts of our life because it just doesn't feel good. So actually, when it when it comes to having to make these changes and address things in our life and with our pets, it's not actually always that simple. And quite often, it is quite a bit of work to see the changes we want, whether that is that you want to train your dog to walk nicely on lead as an example. It can be quite time-consuming. You do need to put in the hours for the training. You do need to commit to thinking about how you're going to manage things while you do the training and how you're going to to make it work for you and your dog. And that's not always easy. You have to think about what sort of training methods you want to use. So personally, I always prioritize ethical and welfare-friendly techniques. So I want the dog to enjoy the training as much as I do and, and hopefully the handler I'm working with does. So for me, that's really, really important. So that there's lots to consider. And sometimes these things aren't always easy and when it's it's the easy part really is coming up with a training plan and I see so many people struggle where they're given a training plan and it's great and it seems really feasible but then actually being able to put that in place isn't always as easy as it seems because there's just so many other things that come into our lives so whether you've got you know work commitments or children or anything in life you know we all have chaotic lives in one way or another and sometimes it's just purely having the motivation so for example with dog training you know the weather might be rubbish and you might that might not be particularly motivating for you to go out and train with your dog in the rain and there's all different things that might come into it as to why you don't feel that you actually want to go out there and do that. And I think it's really important to remember that that is really actually quite normal and that just because you're maybe struggling to have motivation at one time or another, it doesn't mean you're failing in general. It just means that perhaps you need to readdress and think about why you're not feeling particularly motivated and how you can actually make it so that you're really wanting to go out there and do that how can you fit it into your life to make it more convenient for you maybe it's a case of it's just too much for for you to achieve and you need to think about readdressing goals to try and make it a little bit simpler perhaps actually getting your dog walking on a perfect loose lead isn't really what's what's what you want in the long term and you'd be quite happy just to have your dog listening to you and walking nicely for you know 10 seconds at a time when you then manage the the pulling on lead with equipment such as a harness so there's lots of different things to think about and it's that's for me what pet training and behavior and supporting people with it is all about is actually thinking well what do you want and how are you going to get there? And ultimately, how motivated are you to get there? Because if you want your dog walking on a perfect loose lead all the time, that's, in all honesty, quite hard to train. And it's it's completely achievable if you're willing to really put the work in and build up that relationship with your dog. And if you're happy to do that, then that's absolutely fantastic. And some people will be, and they'll be able to achieve it and get fantastic results. But 
not everyone has the time to do that. I mean, my dog Ivy, if I put in the time and hours, she would be absolutely fantastic at walking on a loose lead. She's very good at uh, walking to heel. Just we mess about and train in the garden just with her walking to heel off lead. But because of our situation, because of where we live, we're very rural. We've got our own land. So she doesn't really need to be on lead very often. So the rare times she does go out on lead, in all honesty, she does pull on lead because I've just never really put in the time and effort to train her to walk nicely on lead purely because I just never really need it to. So it's just kind of that priority for me, for me with Ivy. My main priority was making sure that she is able to have a really, really good recall. So when we're out and about, I can let her off lead and know that she's going to reliably come back when I need her to. So with Ivy, recall around distractions such as birds has been something we've, a challenge we've had to overcome. She did go through a phase of really loving to chase birds. So we had to do a lot of work with that. And she's come out of that phase and she's now really, really good. And I can generally recall her off a pheasant now, which is fantastic. But by all means, that has not been an easy goal to achieve. But it's taken a lot of work and a lot of training, a lot of practice, a lot of management. And so I think I could post a, a video of me recalling Ivy off a pheasant that would look completely impressive and brilliant. And in all honesty, I think that can make someone feel quite rubbish if they're maybe struggling with their own dog who is really, really just, they're having no success with training and they really, their dog is just constantly chasing after birds and they, they, their voice just, their dog doesn't listen to them at all and they just switch off. And once they've clocked onto that bird, they're not coming back. And I think it's just really important to to note that we're all on different journeys. Our dogs all have different levels of training, of different levels of motivation behind their own behavior. So it's, it could be completely normal in your case. And just because it's not working for you at that time doesn't mean that necessarily you're never going to be able to overcome that and get them recalling to you off a bird. And I'm just using this as a random example you could, that's, that's relevant to Ivy. You know, this applies to pretty much any context. But it's just really about figuring out what's going on for you and your dog and the relationship you've got going on there. And it's it's not always a case of the, it's the training that's the problem. Sometimes it's just looking at everything from different perspectives and actually figuring out what's going on. Why is it not working? How can things be readdressed to improve things for both you and your dog and make things make things easier for you? And it might be a case that actually you decide. The amount of work and effort you need to do to put into that just isn't worth it for you and your dog in your particular situation. You know, maybe it's a case of that, that you can manage that behavior and you can keep your dog on lead around where there's any risk that they might get into trouble through chasing birds. And that might work for you. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As I said, with Ivy, she needs to go on a lead very minimally. So I haven't focused on too much training of loose lead walking because for us it's just not a huge priority and the limited time I have to spend on her with training because my life's busy and chaotic with work and family and everything else so the time I do have to spend with her I really want to spend actually doing things that we enjoy and we need to prioritize so as I said for for me working on her recall was a really really big one 
And I'm really pleased to say that the work I did put in has paid off. And she's she's now kind of really, really good in that respect. But it hasn't necessarily been this kind of smooth journey where I've just done a few little things here and there and boom, she's got this fantastic recall. It has been a lot of work. And I think it's really, really important that we show that and talk about that. So we know that kind of quick fixes and instant training just isn't always possible and isn't always the case. When I initially took on Ivy as a puppy, and I think I've talked about this previously, she I decided to take on Ivy because I really wanted to have a dog that would actually enjoy training with me. And my rescue dog probably just just wasn't proving to enjoy things. So I wanted Ivy to really build that bond with a dog through training and things that we would both enjoy together. And Ivy has definitely proven to be brilliant at that. We've got a wonderful bond through training and she loves coming out with me and training through play and I also use food as a reward for her as well but we mostly use play because she just loves it and when I got Ivy I set myself probably in all honesty a really unrealistic goal to get to the point of doing so much different training with her I wanted to do agility I wanted to do scent work I wanted to do all these things and I wanted to build all these skills with Ivy and myself, learning obviously with her. But in all honesty, it was quite unrealistic. With hadn't really factored in the busyness of my life in general and the fact that I have young kids and work commitments and studying and that I just wasn't really, really realistically going to have the time to do all this training that I really wanted to do and had set myself a goal to do. So as you can imagine, I failed at it pretty quickly and... I still to this day haven't managed to do any agility or scent work or any of the other things I'd wanted to do with Ivy. And I, at one point I did actually get quite down about that because I realised, I think it was kind of over the summer, I realised Ivy was at the point of being about 18 months and I hadn't kind of managed to do all these things that I'd wanted to do with her from a puppy. And then I actually had to change my perspective and look at it in a slightly different way and think actually... Although I haven't got around to doing all those things, there's so much I have done with her. I've managed to raise a sociable, confident, happy dog who really just loves life. She's got so many good qualities. She's fantastic with, with our children. She's such a lovely dog to be around. She doesn't know the meaning of personal space, um, but she's she's very cuddly and she's just, she's well trained in many ways as I said we've achieved loads of her recall and those are things that I really need to actually give myself a lot of credit for because it's not been easy work and although it's not necessarily reached my goals I'd set when I got her I have achieved a lot with her and I think it just comes down to the fact that I had quite unrealistic expectations in the first place and now I've kind of really reflected on that and thought about that I'm now in a much better place to think, okay, well, I maybe didn't achieve the things I wanted to, but I have achieved so much with her. And so now I'm looking at ways to set myself more realistic goals going forwards. 
So I'm working on setting goals over a shorter time period of things that I can achieve. So for example, recently we've been working on her waiting to go and retrieve a toy when I throw it. So Ivy gets very excited with toys. So that's been quite a a fun and challenging thing to train with her. So we've got to the point now where she's got the hang of it and is doing really well. So now I've kind of achieved that and tick that goal off or then move on to something else. So I'm making sure to break my goals down much more now to make sure that they're achievable and to give myself more likelihood of being successful, basically. And I think that's really important when it comes to any form of trying to work towards change, particularly with our pets. Because if we set unrealistic goals, then it's going to be really, really difficult to achieve them. And then when we don't achieve things and we don't reach our goals, that becomes really unmotivating. And actually, we really, really, really need that motivation to keep us going and keep us working towards that goal. So it's so important to actually look at the areas you have made progress and what you have achieved in and really celebrate that so that you can use that as motivation to then move forwards and work towards your next goal. In terms of actually fitting things into your life and finding time to train, it can be really useful to actually think about times in your day where you have five minutes or 10 minutes spare and how you can fill those times to just do little bits of training here and there. Because when it comes to training and behavior change techniques, it's often the case that you don't want to be training for half an hour or an hour at a time because quite often that's just too much for animals it's much more better to just focus on training in short intervals and doing that multiple times a day so finding time like for example I don't know when the kettle's boiling or you're waiting for dinner to cook or there's a tv advert on on those little periods of time it can be really useful to think about how you can fit training into those times But having said that, sometimes that's not always easy. And I know I've often been guilty of setting myself goals to do five minutes of training when the kettle's boiling. But actually, when it comes to it, when the kettle's boiling, I just find myself lost in my own thoughts. And by the time the kettle's boiled, I haven't done anything I'd intended to do. And I think it's quite important to to realise that that's okay and sometimes we just do need to take the time for ourselves or for other things and not to beat ourselves up if we don't meet those goals and actually think about, okay, maybe that's not the ideal time then, maybe I tend to get distracted then and that just doesn't really work. So kind of rule that out and let yourself off the hook with that one and then think about a time that might work better when maybe there's less distractions about or you're you're just feeling more motivated in general and really find what works for you because Ultimately, that's the best way you're going to have success when you're really motivated and you found something that works for you and then you can keep going with it. Finally, I think I just want to say that there's always support out there. Even if you've tried to address something before and haven't had success, it might just be that you need support in a different way and perhaps before you just weren't motivated enough or it just all seemed too much for you so definitely don't feel like there's nothing you can do about it there's always different ways to look at things and sometimes working with different people is the answer someone who really motivates you and makes you feel like you can 
you can achieve what you want to achieve, or at least make things easier for you and your pet. There's always things you can do, and I think it's really, really easy to feel deflated about things. I know in the past I've had to seek support for Poppy, and I always found that really, really difficult to deal with because I used to think, well, I am educated in this topic. I know what I'm doing. I know how to train her to be quiet on cue. I know it, I know what she's feeling and why she's behaving as she is. So I really struggled to understand why I wasn't seeing progress with her and why we weren't getting anywhere. But ultimately, when you're in the situation, it's really, really difficult because you're the one struggling You're and your pet. You're the one that is going through all the emotions of it. You're the one that's living with it daily. You're the one that's being impacted by your pet's behavior or being impacted by seeing how it's affecting your pet, which can be really distressing. So sometimes you just really do need that support from the outside of someone who can look at things from a fresh perspective with a objective pair of eyes who can really help you understand exactly what's going on and that's what I had to do with Poppy and that really really helped us be able to move on because although I I knew what was going on and I knew what needed to be done I was just really struggling to actually make the steps to do what was needed and I just needed that little bit of support from someone on the outside to look at things from a different perspective and say well well, this is why this isn't working let's try this and eventually we got there and it made such a big difference so I think finally just to say I think things very rarely are a straightforward journey so don't be disheartened when you hit your first bump on the road it's really really common and really really normal and I think that's part of the learning process so try not to be scared when you hit that bump and try not to let that demotivate you and keep going and keep pushing on because if you keep pushing on then you will get there eventually and you will have learned a lot on the way which will be well worth it in the end so I hope that's given you some motivation to really move on with those pet training and behavior goals And please do let me know what goals you've set and how you get on. Thank you for joining us for For Real Conversations. I'd love to learn more about the experiences you've had with your pets. So message me on social media or drop me an email to let me know what conversations you want to hear. If you'd like to learn more about me and my dog or cat behaviour support options, you can head to my website, wagonpairpetbehaviour.co.uk. I'll be back soon to continue these for real and honest conversations. So until next time, remember, it's okay to take things one paw at a time.